The Hot Nerd Bog is a subscription and advert-free podcast. Please help us keep it that way by either donating or purchasing products from our store. Or alternatively, you can give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Just follow the link in the description below. Thank you and we hope you enjoyed the show. Welcome to The Hut Near the Bog. Tina Claffey is the preeminent photographer of the Irish Boglands. In this second of two interviews, Tina tells us about her reluctant return to Ireland from the wilderness of Botswana, only to find another wilderness on her own doorstep, namely the Boglands of Ireland. Uh, so then, Tina, if we were to think about, OK, so making the transition back to Ireland, how did that feel for you and um, how, how did you cope with it? It m- must have been a, a big, you, I'd say you had many adrenaline rushes in uh, Botswana and then you came home to perhaps what you might have perceived initially as the ordinary and the mundane uh, so how did you make that uh, transition? Oh, it was a really tough one. It was so, it was really hard. Um, I left Botswana when my son was a year and a half. Um, my marriage had broken down and I needed to, I needed to be with family. So that was the reason I left. Um, and I, when I got back to Burr, my hometown, from Botswana to Burr, <laughs> um, I moved in with my parents. And that was hard as well. It was like, I felt like I was going backwards in life, really. Um, it was really tough, really, really tough. I missed everything about Africa. I missed the sounds. I missed the wilderness. I missed, I missed those little adrenaline rushes. I, I, missed, I missed it all. Um, it took me a long time to, to adjust to, the, to, to life back in Bar. Um, and it was only, I'd say, two years after I got back that I suppose it started to change a little. Um, I went for a walk with John Feehan, who's a, a, an incredible botanist and geologist. I just happened to go on an eco walk with him with about seven or eight others um, on, in Cologne-Bog, which is just it's only four, kilometer, four kilometers away from Burr, um, out to the bog with him and... Uh, I was like, ah, sure, I'll go on this walk and see what it's about. And um, it w- there was a little boardwalk out onto the bog. And um, before we even went in there, he handed us each a little eyeglass, like a little magnifier. And um, he walked along this boardwalk and he was talking about the geology and the history of it. And, you know, I was like, wow, this is it's really interesting, actually. But But then as he was walking and talking, he was scooping up mosses and he was scooping up um rafts these big spiders and he was scooping up little these little plants that were carnivorous and he was said no look for anything i'm handing you please look through the eyeglass and so i was looking through the eyeglass at these things and he was explaining about the bog and about how it's a living carpet that we're walking on and it just i something another little door opened really something special happened because I was just blown away that I was walking in a wilderness again 
I mean, you, to look at it standing, looking at it normally, it, it looked like the bog, you know, the regular bog. But but what we were walking on was alive, um, like it was a wilderness again, but only tiny in in in, in tiny little details. But it, it it was just as much of a wilderness as the central Kalahari was where I was, um, and that it kind of blew blew my mind really. Um, I went back the very next day with my camera to discover I had the wrong lens. I couldn't, I wanted to photograph what, what he was showing us, but I couldn't because my lens was wrong. Um, and I realized I needed to get a macro lens. So that was my next mission, save up for a macro lens. So I saved up, got the macro lens and, um, and then I started to, to visit the bog regularly. And it started off like an hour here and there, or I'd go for two hours and, and then I started to, 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 to go for longer and bring bring sandwiches with me and kind of spend the day there. Um, and I was looking for everything at once, of course. I wanted to photograph everything. And I was like, where's all those things that he found for me? Like, where are they? You know, like he, he was finding all sorts of spiders and and I couldn't find them. I was walking and couldn't find them. And I was too eager, you know. And it was only one day when I was sitting down, I was like, I kind of, it was like the old Kit Kat ad. <laughs> I sat down to have my sandwich. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm never going to find these things he, he was finding. Um, and as I was eating the sandwich, I noticed at the bog pool, at the edge of the bog pool, I noticed a raft spider, which is one of the biggest spiders in Ireland, hunting. While I was eating, I, he, he was hunting. And then I looked to my left and there was something else crawling out from underneath um, the undergrowth. And as I looked to my right, I noticed that everything was moving. You know, it was all alive. So it it was only at that point that I the whole um, lessons I learned of observation in Botswana started to kick in again. So I started to walk really slowly and stop, and walk really slowly again, and um, I just started to see more then. Um, and macro photography then, because it's like it's like it's like using a magnifying glass. It forces you to slow down even more. Because you, you, to get in order to get the shots, I had to lie down, face down, to try and capture what I was seeing. Um, and the more I slowed down, the more I'd see. And the more I'd see, then the the macro lens would lead me. If I turned the lens even a tiny bit, I'd see something else. And if I turned it a tiny bit more, I'd see something else. And and it was like a domino effect. I was I was seeing more and more and more, like falling into a a magical pool of of wonder, really. Um, so yeah, that's that. I I became hooked on that. I started to visit other bogs, and I started to explore through the seasons, and I started to build up a library of 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 what I was finding there. Now I'm not a botanist at all, um, in any way, shape, or form. But I suppose I've been learning as I go, and I've been learning about all the different species that I would discover. Um, I'd go I'd go home excited to download my images and. Um, see what I'd found and if I didn't know what something was I'd look it up or I'd ask on a on a online forum what is this and I suppose I was I was excited again it's I, I, I was driven again you know that I mean it didn't yeah. have I, I had that adrenaline rush in ways again when I'd see some, that, that raft spider hunting like that was an adrenaline rush again and and I've had lots of adrenaline rushes out there um so it's 
I found the I found Excellent. the small five, not the big five. <laughs> yeah. And it seems to me you say you're not a botanist, but obviously, you know, you learn as you go. But also, I think I think you almost complement um, people who are, are into botany, you know, in the sense that you're actually making it uh, so real. And with your photographs and your macro lens, you're bringing these things uh, to life almost. Would, yeah, is that well, true? I think so. I think so. Would you see what I love about macro photography? It 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 kind of removes the reference of scale. I mean, you can photograph a tiny lichen, like like something like Devil's Matchstick, which is a beautiful little lichen. Um, but up close, um, the reference of scale is gone. Um, it looks like a massive tree, kind of a, an otherworldly kind of a tree within the landscape. So you, you you kind of get lost in in a miniature world in there. You know, when you're looking through a macro lens, it's it's a different story. You know, um, whereas somebody will walk along, oh yeah, that's 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 a lichen, that's devil's matchstick. But but to look at it through a macro lens is a, it takes it on another to another plane. You you see things differently. You look at things differently. Excellent. Again. Yeah. Brilliant. And tell tell me, Tina, was it a chance meeting with John Feehan or was it was it uh, did you always admire his work or how did you go on that walk in the first place? It was um, no, I didn't know John Feehan at all at that point. I it was advertised as part of Bar Vintage Week. It was just an activity over Vintage Week to take people out onto the boardwalk. And I just thought it'd be a nice thing to do. Um, I had never met John before, um, but I was amazed by him. That first meeting, I he, he was like he's like our Offaly Attenborough. Um, not just he he just he speaks not just of the botany, but he speaks of um, the history and the mythology behind everything as well. So it, it's it's it, his it, it's like. John Fian, uh, John Fian's world is 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 a lot bigger than just botany, you know, and geology. It's it's. I love I love I love spending time with him. Just his knowledge is phenomenal. Um, I'm I'm working with him now actually on he, he's doing a wildflowers of Offaly series, um. So I, for YouTube, um, it's under Offaly Heritage on YouTube, and um, it's it's fantastic. So I, I I'm spending more and more time with him, like just um helping out on the filming of that so it's 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 a great opportunity for me just to just to learn from him just to spend some time with him it's, it's really great we're, we're very lucky to have him here in Offaly. Excellent uh, obviously you know with your macro lens and learning patience and being calm and not wanting to get it all done in one day that you have got some amazing shots of the bog and is it a fair question to ask you, how, how does it compare with the wilderness of Botswana, for example? Well, of course, it's like, I mean, it's two different worlds. But as I said, like, I mean, it, it, it is, a, it, it's just an incredible wilderness out there in the bog. It really is. Um, it's so ancient. It goes back. It goes back thousands of years. You know, it's. Um, it's 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 hard to explain how I mean they are completely different worlds. I mean you're going from from the bigger wilderness to the minute, but each are as important as each other. 
um, there's so much out there in in the bog. There's there's I'm still excited going there. Um, there's there's so much to be discovered out there still. In many ways, I feel like I've just scratched the surface. Um, you know, there, I, I I'm still finding things that I that I've never seen before. Um, that are that you will only find in the bog that you won't find anywhere else. You know, species out there that are really endemic to the bog that 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 are just I'm just, that's that that's what I, I it's it's kind of my mission in life now not for now anyway I don't know maybe it'll all change but right now I'm it it fascinates me it really and truly does yeah well listening to you I I can see how it is your mission and it's almost like it's 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 the work you were born to do um and and the the level uh, of production that you're actually putting in front of people. I mean, it's given us a whole new awareness, in my opinion. Thank you. Well, there's a, there is a huge awareness now, though. There is definitely a growing awareness among people as to its importance. Um, more and more bogs are getting boardwalks put in so people can actually go out and experience it for themselves and spend time. It's just so good for the soul and it's good for body and mind to, to spend time out there. It really, really is, you know, especially when you slow down and stop and actually just truly observe out there. Um, it, it's it's just so it's so good for you. You know, <laughs> I can't emphasize it more. It's it's just really, really I could be having the worst day, you know, when I can go out there and I come back and my mind is free. You know, it's you, you slow down to the hum of life there. If you slow down to the hum of life there. You know, nature reveals itself to you there. It's just, it's just very special all through the seasons. I mean, every season has something to offer. Um, and I agree with you. And I, I have been fortunate enough to walk the bogs as well. And I just feel there's no place like you find your soul, and not alone do you find your soul. You slow down, and it's almost like any troubles you have, you forget about them because. You're immersed and you have to be observant as well. You don't want to find yourself in a bog hole. So oh, absolutely. I think, I th- yeah, yeah, well, I, I think it's very. I was going to say that I, I, I only follow the, actually, I always let people, I always let family know where I'm going first because it's really treacherous out there, especially if you go off a boardwalk. I mean, it really is. So I only follow animal trails. I follow the deer track because deer track will hold a weight. Um, a well-worn deer track is is what I'll follow. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I don't use a tripod or anything because everything. First of all, everything I'm photographing is on the ground. Um, but I like to have my hands free as well because I have gone down out there. I have walked thinking I'm fine and gone down on one leg up to my hip out of nowhere. It's like a crack, a crack in the earth, you know, going down. And that's 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 frightening, you know. So um, you ha- you have you can't be too careful out there you really can't there's bog pools out there and you don't know you don't know their depths you know it's um there's mosses out there where the ground looks solid and it's not solid at all i bring a stick with me now like a walking stick not because i'm old (laughs) but because it can i can gauge in front of me how deep um some parts of it are um it's like having a third third leg or a third arm (laughs) 
That's exactly how I see it too. And I always bring the stick with me, but for other reasons. And it's, uh, to, to be honest, I think people who haven't experienced the wilderness of the bog, it's probably something that even could be used for mindfulness. And, you know, I think all the therapies are there, but we might have yet fully discovered them. Tina, would you agree with me there? Oh, completely, completely. I mean, when I when I'm in the zone out there, and I, I literally call it, it's like meditation. When I, I've slowed down, it's like meditating. It's my own form of meditating. I mean, I'm not religious, really, um, but I feel very, I don't know if spiritual is the right word, but um, I feel at one out there. It's like, I feel at one with nature out there. And I I walk around, like if I, if I meet a cobweb, I'll walk around it. I won't walk through it. Um, with all the little inhabitants of it, all those little insects I photograph. Um, when I've slowed down, they're very accommodating. If I move slowly, they're, they're not too disturbed. Um, I thank each and every one that I photograph because they're allowing me to photograph them. Um, there's an energy in the bog that's, that's really positive um, that I just, I just love. Um, but I think it's important for me to to thank them all um, because I'm I'm in their territory. I suppose it's I suppose it's I don't know it's part of part of of my time over time. I I have come to realize that that I, I'm in their I'm in their domain, and you become part of it if they. It's it's like you're accepted if you if you if you slow down to that much, and and if you do slow down, you're gonna you're gonna find more. It's like you're you're you're, you're rewarded for. For your patients out there, absolutely, and that that certainly comes across your gratitude and respect for nature, and I I I truly believe listening to you that you wouldn't get the shots you get if you hadn't that gratitude and respect. Oh, I think it's very important. It's 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 really important to me anyway. Um, I remember once catching. Um, I remember once seeing a, a dragonfly in distress. He was um, after landing wrongly in a, it was a four spot chaser, a dragonfly. And he was after landing wrongly in a bog pool. And uh, I, well, I, he was within reach without me being endangering myself. So I scooped him up and I put him on the heather and um, I sat with him and he was saturated. And uh, so he climbed, he crawled up to the, to the highest part of, of the plant and he stretched his wings and he proceeded to dry them. He was vibrating his wings and he was right beside me. So I was talking to him, <laughs> saying, no, you're going to be fine. And, and then he allowed me to photograph him. I was Because he was drying his wings, I was able to photograph him right up close. He didn't mind at all. And um, I got all sorts of angles of him, nice and gentle around him. And then I could see his wings had dried and then um, he like looked directly into the camera and then just took to the sky. And it was a, a mutual thanks, really. <laughs> I thanked him. He thanked me. Yeah. You know, it was a lovely thing. Yeah, brilliant. That that sounds brilliant, to be honest about it. And then I know this is a quote from yourself. Bogs are the last true wilderness in Western Europe. Do you want to talk to me about that, uh, Tina? Well, they are. Um, they really are. They are our last true wilderness, you know. Um, thankfully, there's a lot more awareness about it now. But um, if you consider that 
well, um, like three percent of the earth is covered in in bog, um, and we have a we have a, a we have so much bog in in our country. I mean, almost thirty percent of the country is covered in bog, uh, albeit a lot of it is 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 damaged by us. But given a given half a chance, um, thankfully, it, a lot of it has been given back to nature now, or some of it is anyway. And given half a chance, nature nature jumps at it um, and recovers, and uh, hopefully will recover. But yeah, it's it's it is it is a true wilderness, um, and we're very lucky in Ireland to have to have such beauty and such. We have some of the most pristine bogs in all of Europe, um, and the ones that are still pristine must be kept pristine. And hopefully, the ones that have given back to nature will will recover somewhat. They'll never recover fully, but um, maybe they'll go on a different little tangent, and other species will will thrive. But um, yeah, given half a chance, nature nature can bounce back. We've talked about wilderness already and how it impacts on our soul and obviously all the species that are out there that perhaps we're totally unaware of. And I'm just wondering, um, I believe, and I'm sure you do too, that the work you're doing is creating this awareness of that true wilderness and I'd like to feel it will educate people to be more aware and to respect the bogs and and perhaps you know I'm always afraid of this plundering and uh, and obviously people had to get a living from the bog and all the rest but I think we're in the age of enlightenment now and I'd like to think that as a result of being in that age of enlightenment we will be more respectful of them going forward. Oh, absolutely. Well, I I really hope so. Anyway, I suppose that's the purpose of my photography. Is is obviously I I mean I love being out there, but I really do want to create awareness. That's that's one of my missions is to create awareness of of the beauty that we still have. Not to, not to lament what we've lost. I mean we have lost a lot, but we still have we still have so much. And, and to preserve what we actually do have um, without lamenting too much on the past and going forward and, and protecting what we have. Um, and, and a photo speaks, um, it can speak a lot louder than words. It, appeals, it can appeal to everybody, not just the botanists and the scientists. It, it can appeal to the man who used to cut turf. It can, it can appeal to, to everybody, you know? Um, and and raise awareness among everybody, not just not just for for botanists and and the like. Um, so I suppose that's I want to reach out to everybody with with my images. Yeah, oh, that that's brilliant. Yeah, and uh, and obviously they're so appealing, they're so colourful. Like I couldn't have imagined that what you have produced by way of your photography, that all all of that was captured in a bog. I mean, obviously, it's almost like I think Helen Keller said about it's not um, it's not a tragedy to be born blind, but it's a tragedy to have eyes and still fail to see. <laughs> so exactly. effectively, like I have walked bogs and, you know, and you have brought another dimension to the bogs that I would have been totally unaware of. And obviously, I haven't that macro lens. So therefore, I need someone like you 
to point out that these species are there, that they're it's part of their home and it's very important that we give them the opportunity to still be there in a hundred years from now. Exactly. And I mean you don't need a macro lens to appreciate it out there. Um just to just even go out and sit in the bog, just to sit there. Um you're gonna see lots lots of things are going to emerge once they realize that you're still and you're no threat. You notice that everything around you is, is living. It's all moving. Um, there's little, there's little, um, there's flora out there. I mean, there's little sundews that they're, they've adapted to survive out there and they, they capture insects, you know, because they don't get the nutrients they need from, from the, from the peat. So, I mean, it's, it's just mind blowing what is out there, you know, and, but these are all things you can see with the naked eye. Um, it's just that the macro lens, lens, uh, a, a closer perspective that, that really, really reveals like how magical they really are. But, but that, like, I mean, it is still very special to go out and just spend time out there and just sit out there and just really enjoy it. Fabulous. And even to take your shoes off in the bog, I find is fascinating to actually feel, (laughs) feel the peat underneath you. I think that's an amazing experience. And it's almost like the energy of the earth comes up through your body when you do that. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And even on a warm day, it's going to be a few degrees warmer in there because it absorbs, it absorbs the sun. It's like if it's, if it's 18 degrees Normally, when you go out to the bog, it's probably 21, 22 degrees. It's funny. It's, 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 it's much warmer out there. And same, of course, when it's cold. It's colder out there when it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, ex- it's a living yeah. kind of a living carpet out there. It's amazing. Excellent. Another thing that struck me about your photography is your ability to capture the different seasons. And maybe you'd like to talk to me a little bit about that. Um. Well, the season, every every season has something amazing to offer. Really, um, I mean, the spring, it's like the the bog is waking up from its deep slumber of winter. Um, you you see the frog spawn in the pools. Um, all the insects start to emerge. You get marsh marigolds, and then you come into coming into summer. Everything starts to explode. I mean, it's full of life in the in summer. Um, you fantastic time in the summer to to actually observe out there um my one of my favorite times of the year is early autumn because the heather turns to its purple blooms and it is just like a sea of purple out there so so stunning um and every season is just stunning i mean coming into winter you think you'd imagine winter why would you go in winter but um all the sphagnums are very pronounced in in winter all the colours, frosted mornings are stunning out there. All the lichens are all glistening. Early mornings, um, beautiful in winter, anytime really, any of the seasons. But every season has something to offer. Absolutely every season is just magical in its own right. That's uh, that's brilliant, uh, Tina, yeah. And I presume that you avail of all of those seasons. Obviously, you wouldn't have got the uh, photos you've gotten if you weren't in the bog. Uh, uh, in all seasons all weathers all types of weather oh all types of weather yeah actually one of my favorite photos i ever got was in midwinter 
You'd imagine how would she get anything in midwinter, but I got it. I remember I, I photographed. I remember I was walking over a shallow bog pool and it was minus four. It was everything was solid. It was crunchy underfoot. I mean, everything was just ice. Um, and I walked over a, a really shallow little bog pool and something caught my eye um, in the ice. And I looked through the lens and it was um, it was a sphagnum moss. It's sphagnum cuspidatum. That's my, it's the feathery bog moss. But it was it had it was completely outstretched. It's it's um, the sphagnum was outstretched in the ice, and perfectly preserved. I mean, and it was surrounded by frozen oxygen bubbles. And I looked through the lens, and I I almost wanted to cry. It was so beautiful. It it was like looking through the lens at something completely otherworldly. It it just blew my mind. Um, it would be it's one of my favorite photographs, and that was in the middle of winter um so yeah no it's 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 amazing any season but um you can capture you can capture the wonders out there really in any season brilliant and obviously you have captured so much what are you hoping to achieve in the next couple of years uh, tina well i have a book coming out in the spring um I, I, my last book was my first book was tapestry of light um, and it was infused by the by the poetry of John Sheehan, um, which was just a privilege. I spent time with John Sheehan out in the bog, um, which was just magical. It was a re- it was a November day. It was a really drizzly November day, and he was talking poetry out there, and um, it, it it was just magical. So yeah, that was my first book, Tapestry of Light, which was a, a journey through the seasons. Um, and my one in 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 the spring of this coming year, twenty twenty two. Will also be it'll just be further exploration um, with the macro lens, um, possibly through the seasons as well. But um, I'm looking forward to that. My my um, next mission is that book, um, so I'm going to have a very busy autumn winter ahead of me. Um, but I'm really looking forward to getting my teeth into that. And um, from there, I really don't know. I I don't really, you know, where do you see yourself in two or three years? I don't really. I don't even look that far ahead to be honest, because I'm just kind of going with the flow for now um, and the flow seems to be putting me in the right direction so I'm I'm my next mission is the book um, and after that we'll see what happens um, but I'm enjoying every nanosecond of it so it's all good I hope <laughs> excellent yeah and uh, and listening to you you certainly strike me as someone who lives in the moment and Perhaps your background, both in Botswana and indeed in the bog around Bora and surrounds, has taught you that. Yeah, would that be oh, correct? I think so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But even when I was in Botswana, you had to live in the moment. Your moment was when you got out of the car and you were on foot. You had to be in the moment. You couldn't be thinking about what was going on next week. You had to be right there in the moment to to survive. And I suppose. I'm in the moment when I'm out in the bog, when I'm photographing. Um, because if you're not in the moment, you're somewhere else. Your mind is somewhere mm-hmm. else. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I suppose I, I do try to do that. I try to live in the moment. Um, but, yeah, I, at the same time, I am looking forward to to projects ahead, you know. But, um, but yeah, I suppose that's, that's, how I, that's how I go, I suppose. And it sounds like the essence of true living when you're living in the moment. I mean, that's what I'm taking from you this morning. 
you know, that really, if you can live in that moment, and obviously there's a certain level of planning you have to do, but when you're on that mission in the bog, that you're in that moment and nothing else matters except that moment. And I I believe it probably does great things for your well-being and your soul and your spiritual self and all think, the selves yeah. that we're we're trying to make people more aware of now. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, for me, as I said already, like, I mean, it is like meditation for me out there. Um, I like being on my own out there. Um, not that I'm a reclusive person, but um, when I'm out there photographing, I, I like to, to be on my own. I follow my instincts, follow the, follow the tracks. And sometimes my instinct will tell me to go right or left and I'll go, I'll follow my instinct and stop at a certain spot. And, and usually when I follow my instincts, I find I find something or I'm drawn to something um, or I'm shown something by something else. Um, so, yeah, living in the moment out there is it has worked for me so far. Wow. It's it's amazing. And if I would just even some of the wisdom I would have got to you and going to ask you about your own personal wisdom in a minute. But I'm hearing, look, as a result of the journey you took, it really made you so aware it heightened all your senses. It taught you to live in the moment. And uh, and also in doing that, in, in, in doing all of those things, look at what you have produced that will obviously be a huge legacy for the whole world, not just for Ireland, because the I, I know you have got quite a bit of international fame at this point because people see the value in what you do. So... I think it's amazing when someone has the courage and it does take courage sometimes to follow that personal journey. Uh, it's almost like the road less traveled, is it? I suppose it is. But um, I suppose I'm doing what I love. And I, uh, for that alone, it's it's great. I remember once being out in the bog and great. meeting a man on the boardwalk and he was like, how did you get that job? Um, and I <laughs> said, well, I just I just did it. <laughs> I'm just doing it. Excellent. You know, um, it's not that I just got the job, you know, I just, it's, I suppose I'm following my own path, you know, whatever that path leads to, I have no idea. But um, yeah, I suppose I'm just doing what I love. And that's, that's most important really for me. And I think it leads you to, I think it. I think it'll lead you to great things, uh, Tina, to be honest. And then... (laughs) By way of maybe um, coming towards an end, Tina, the personal wisdom you have gained as a result of being on this personal journey. Um, Personal wisdom, I suppose, is stopping and slowing down and really looking at where I am. Um, I suppose I've gained the wisdom through my experience in Botswana in Africa, um, which heightened that um, realization when I was in the bog, um, because it was only it was only when I did that, only when I stopped and slowed down and and really looked that I was finding these little wonders. So um, I suppose that's 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 my wisdom is to get out there and stop and slow down, and uh, you're going to see it as well. I mean, it, it it it's magical out there. So. That would be my wisdom, I suppose. I'm not sure what other wisdom. Um, that would be my main one, I think. 
Excellent. And that's fabulous wisdom, to be honest. I think we could all take a leaf out of that book, uh, <laughs> to be honest, Tina. Oh, and then, uh, <laughs> and uh, what wisdom would you like to share with the listeners of the Hutt Near the Bog about what the bog, you know, the wisdom from the bog, as it were, as opposed to your own personal wisdom? Um, I suppose the well, the bog is a living thing. Um, I think when I go out there, the bog either accepts you or it doesn't. Um, it will accept you if you if you're if you're respectful to it and you are listening to it and watching it and observing it in the in in, in a good way. Um, it has so much to show you and offer you if if you if you do those things. Um, I find I get a different energy from any bog I go to um, and all of them good energies but um, and at different energies through the seasons as well um, yeah no they're they're just very special places they're very special places and they hold so much history and they hold so much life um, they 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 I, I, I just I just I just love being in them um, they keep me sane. <laughs> um, I'm Brilliant. wisdom from the bog. Yeah, no, I, I, it's full of wisdom out there. Um, and nature is very much willing to show herself to you out there if you are willing to take the time to slow down and, and observe it. Hi, folks. We really hope you enjoyed that episode. Tina's latest exhibition, Portals, is currently on display at the Riverside Art Centre in Newbridge, County Kildare. You can find out more about this and about her latest and upcoming books by following the link in the description. And also, please do consider supporting The Hut Near the Bog by either donating or purchasing products from our store. Links for both can be found in the description. See you next time. Bye.